all right guys so we're back again thank you and welcome to just saying the podcast um i want to say thank you and welcome to all of the new people and shout out to you people who come all the time my listeners i love you i appreciate you thank you so much if you have not done so yet make sure you are subscribing also guys if you are listening on um an apple device i really greatly would appreciate it if you can um rate the this um podcast you know throw up that good five stars because you love me or whatever you feel it is and also write a review for me those things i know they may not seem like a big deal to you guys but they are very much a, a great help to me and i appreciate you in advance for doing so it doesn't take anything but a quick moment go down to the bottom hit the stars which in which you would like to rate me and then hit the little review thing and you can type in a a quick review submit it and we're all fine now that we got all of that out of the way you know that we ended the season for Ayala Fix My Life last week if you haven't listened to any of those be feel free to go back and listen to any of those and any of the other episodes that um, we had going on but today um, I know you guys were like, well, what, what are we going to talk about now since Iola is over? But see, I already know we need to have other conversations. So <laughs> today um, was the very first day for the second season of the Red Table Talks. Now, the Red Table Talks, if you're not familiar, is a talk show type, conversation type show with Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, sometimes it also includes her daughter Willow and her Jada's mother that everybody calls Gammy. Um, they have these conversations with special guests each week. And so we are starting the new season of that. And I think that this is a really great, uh, one. This is a two-parter. So we just start on the first part of this. The next part, of course, will be next Monday. And I will then, you know, have something to put out for you guys next Monday. Red Table Talks comes on only on Facebook. So if you are a Facebook um, subscriber and you would like to watch Red Table Talks before you come on here and have a conversation with me, then make sure you, um, I usually watch everything on my mobile device. So I'm going to assume that on the computer when you are watching it your icons will be at the top um, but on your phone they are on the bottom and it just looks like that little tv sometimes it's on the um, right side of your screen depending on what device you're using but it's a little tv icon you tap on that and you may have to type it in the search if you don't already have it up I don't remember if I had to do that or not but that's where you'll find that and lots of other videos you know I'm out here on these internet streets so I see all kind of things but we're on Red Table Talks today so this episode had Will and Jada Will Smith was the guest okay now I thought it was very very good I am um one of the people who pays some attention to the Smiths and their relationship and how um, that kind of the dynamics of that thing and I thought that it was very good to have Will come on to this show and speak about some things that are going on as I said this is a two-parter so we're not going to get into everything today so calm down but we will get into what notes I have taken for this first episode 
one of the things that I thought was really, really good was Will touched on the fact that he knows that they were, um, that he knows that he, there's a lot of um, conversation about, you know, their relationship and how that works and that the dynamics of that and everything like that. And so I was very, um, I was very proud of the fact that they addressed it and that they, um, you know, they, they were ready to address some things, which is actually what he said he wanted to do. I'm sorry, somehow two of my notes are out of order and I'm trying to read and speak at the same time. Um, but so let's just get into this thing and talk about some stuff. So one of the things that I really like, first of all, was that when this conversation first started, Will made sure to give his wife a compliment on at the very beginning. Okay. And again, I told you they spoke, he spoke about the speculation and that he was ready to do some stuff. So Will was saying that, um, when Jada, he, they first started, they started all the way back to when they first met. Of course, Will was the Fresh Prince and Jada had auditioned for the Fresh Prince and she didn't get the role because they told her she was too small. But the day that she auditioned for Fresh Prince, Will wasn't there. Okay, but Will saw Jada on Different World. Now, if you don't remember, Jada was on like the final seasons of the Different World when they brought in like, you know, younger people because the original cast had graduated, you know, we're going to um, grad school and whatnot. So and remember, like Dwayne was the teacher professor by then and all those kind of things. Um, or he was, you know, yeah, he was a professor, those kind of things. So. Jada was on the set of, Jada was on, I'm sorry, Different World, and Will saw her. So Will told Alfonso Ribeiro that he, remember Carlton? He told Carlton that he he saw this girl named Jada on um, Different World. And Alfonso Ribeiro was like, oh yeah, I know her. Now, Alfonso Rivera and Jada at some point earlier in life had gone on one date, but Alfonso was also saying that one of his friends was friends with Jada. So Will's like, oh yeah, hook it up. I need you to, you know, hook that thing up. So they went to the set of A Different World, Alfonso and Will. Alfonso then sees across the room his friend who was supposed to hook it all up, you know, Carlton's friend no Jada he's supposed to hook it all up but Carlton's friend had a girl with him like walking with him and Will was like oh hold on time out right quick I know I came to meet Jada but who is this fine chick over here with your boy so that ended up being Cherie Cherie is Will Smith's actual first wife okay So, Will Smith then, you know, hooked up with Jada. I'm sorry. He hooked up with Cherie. They got married. They had the baby, Trey. And, you know, um, that meant that they couldn't, 
you know, kick it. But then there was a um, dinner with Tasha and, I mean, Tasha, Tisha and Dwayne Martin. They had some kind of dinner that Jada ended up at. And um, Will was also at that dinner. They met there, they had a conversation, and when they had, that was the time they actually were were able to like sit and have a conversation and get to know each other a little bit. And in that conversation, Will was like, she's the bee's knees. Like, he was just like, I need that. Um, But they, they didn't start kicking it. So they both said that they did not have an affair. They just, you know, met and had a conversation. It wasn't like a hookup or nothing. They were just at the same dinner. So Will says the next night he was out with Cherie, his wife. And while he was sitting at the table with her having a conversation, he was just like, something came over him. He went to the bathroom and he was crying, but he was laughing all at the same time because he said he had realized Um, that he wasn't with the right person. And I know there's a lot of people who have done that. Like, you know, you're, you're with someone, but you know, that's not the someone, right? And it's not really that we felt like we settled. We just feel like time and opportunity brought us to this place. But then now time and opportunity can bring us to another place, you know, like growth and understanding and understanding ourselves more and you know those kind of things can change you know some your perception of people and the perception of yourself and so but but what Jay, what Will was saying was like even though he knew that Jada was like the bee's knees for him and in the person that he wanted to be with he also said that he was not going to get a divorce like he was like I love my wife though even though I feel like I have a soul connection with Jada I love my wife and so he was like you know I'm not getting a divorce I'm going to stay with my wife uh so as he was saying he felt like um he had found the one but he couldn't be with her and so that was what the cry laugh was about and um then it's not too long after Cherie filed for divorce and Will said she filed for divorce on Valentine's Day okay she was sending a clear note that this thing is dead ain't no love here um she was like that uh who's that Faith Evans song you abandoned me love don't live here anymore okay don't judge the singing but that's how she was okay and will said that he had initially told sheree no like i'm not getting a divorce we don't divorce i don't divorce people we gonna work this out love live here figure it out we gotta try and sheree was just like okay so what you want to do is make someone stay with you even though they don't love you and Will was like, it punched him in the gut and was like, I guess we can't do that. I think Cherie, Cherie may have understood that Will didn't love her, you know, because you, you can feel that too. Like when you're in a relationship, come on now. When you're in a relationship and that thing is ending, if unless you just not paying attention at all, you can feel that somebody like they feelings for you are not the same. And Cherie felt like 
I'm not going to stay somewhere where somebody don't love me, so I got to go. Where Will felt like he thought what he was doing was still um, showing love to her. When in, in fact, what he was doing was not. He probably was like getting close to the love line, but he wasn't meeting her needs because in his heart, he wanted to be with Jada. And so, you know, he, he kind of like, I'm a love her, but I ain't in love with her. You know, and, and a lot of times we find that in relationships too, where people know that they, they're not in love with someone, but, but because, and this is, this is something that we're going to talk about one day, um, not today though, but because you want to keep somebody emotionally held hostage in a relationship with you, you want to stay with them anyway. Those people who be like, oh, I'm staying married because I don't divorce, but you don't love that person and, and you're holding yourself emotionally hostage as well, unless you cheat and then we ain't even going to get into that today. But, you know, unless you're cheating, you're holding yourself emotionally hostage in a relationship where no one is going to grow, no one is happy, and so there cannot be a love that that blooms in that space. All right, let's keep moving on because I'm trying to, you know. So, Will said after he left um, Cherie, or after Cherie left Will, he made a call to Jada. Jada had just like decided I'm not doing this industry stuff no more I'm just living a regular life she had bought a farm somewhere I don't even know where the farm was I can't remember but she had bought a farm and was going to live her farm life and then Will called Jada and was like hey who you dating Jada was like nobody Will was like oh okay well you dating me now and she was like oh okay and got on the plane and flew herself on and down out to LA to you know date Will and she had did that for Never went back to her farm. So, two years of them dating, they went... Now, keep in mind, because I need this to be something that's very important for you guys to just, like, put a pin in it. That Jada wanted to live a non-famous life um, on a farm, raising whatever she planned on putting up on that farm. Out of the limelight, she was out of L.A., she wasn't in New York, she wasn't in Miami. It was not one of those places, you know. So she was going to live a semblance of what she felt like was, I'm giving you finger quotes, regular life, right? And then Will convinced I don't even know if he convinced her. He told her, are you dating? And she was like, okay. And she went out there. So now we two years into this dating and Jada gets pregnant. And they said, Jada said she knew the night when she got pregnant. She was like, I felt like she described it. Like when you, you know how you watch those bank um, things and people are like going into the boat and then they turn the boat and you hear like that lock thing. Um, with the big, that big circle thing. I don't know what it's called. I don't go in bolts. But <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, look up like bank bolts and you'll see the big, huge thing. Um, and so she said she felt like that's what happened to her womb. Like it was like shunk, clink, pregnant. And she cried all night because she just felt like her life as she knew it was over and she was not prepared for this new life at all okay so because Jada had gotten pregnant Will and Jada got married they said that they got married because Jada's mom pressured 
them into getting married. It was just like, in her mind, baby, marriage, whatever, let's go. Jada's mom said that she didn't remember it that way. That how she remembered it was that Jada kept on fighting against having a wedding. But she didn't understand that Jada was rejecting the idea of marriage. Um, sometimes that's one of those things, like as far as misunderstanding. We fight for the wrong not the wrong thing. I don't want to say wrong. I don't want to say any of us are wrong when we're communicating. But her fight wasn't effective because her mom didn't understand what she was, you know, fighting for. And I don't know what the words were when it was happening because that was years ago. But I will say that um, sometimes when we're when we're arguing a point, we're not arguing the real point. And sometimes when we are arguing a point, we aren't listening to the other person to really understand what they're trying to communicate to us. So it may have been a combination of the things that Jada was saying and the the, the things that Grammy was was hearing because Jada was saying for her wedding did mean marriage and so she felt like if I say I don't want a wedding you need to understand I don't want a marriage and Grammy was saying I just felt like you were saying you didn't want to have a ceremony um and she she admitted that it was a selfish thing for her to um you know it was a selfish act of her wanting to not not wanting to see her daughter not get married and you know not wanting her daughter to um miss the fact that she you know that she didn't have this wedding and everything and so she argued the thing but um will and jada both agreed that getting married was a good idea but they all agreed that the wedding was horrible jada was sick she didn't like it will was saying that she cried coming down the aisle it was just not good and they attributed a lot of that to the fact that she was sick and so they didn't really you know so i mean she was pregnant so because she was pregnant it was like oh she emotional whatever and so you know it was very interesting now we about to get into my favorite part here let me just tell y'all this this is very important to me and I was listening to this and it gave me some feels okay um so Will and Jada admitted that for the first 20 years before um the first 20 years together they did not use profanity or raise their voices that they liked some communication courses and had a lot of conversations with each other um to figure out to to figure out how to communicate with one another Will tells this story about how they were at a party and while at the party, he was holding. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me, let me, let me go back. I am so very sorry. Will said he always wanted to get married. And he realized that Jada did not agree with the expected conventional rules of a wife and that's why she wasn't wanting to get married okay and so and I understand that and I think that that is one of those things that people nowadays also have issue with when we talk about like people getting married a lot of people have issue with um what the 
traditional rules of marriage are and those are also all coming from uh, Christian based um, guidelines and so um, and they're, they're, they're also coming from a um, I'm sorry a old Christian based guidelines like the way the world works and, and all of those, those things have not been updated and we kind of feel like people are supposed to behave as they did in biblical times even though in biblical times there was a lot of you know situations going on I ain't gonna get into the Bible we ain't gonna do that here today I'm just letting you know that people usually have issue with uh marriage because of the traditional rules and guidelines and that's what Jada was saying that she did not agree with but Will was saying that he always wanted to get married he said he could remember when he was a kid like thinking about having a family and like a wife and a family and creating that that space um he also said that he knows that for himself he can only excel for a woman like he he can only try to like reach his best him for a woman and he said that he knows that if he was just like running loose in the streets um he probably would not do the best be the best him because there wasn't like there wouldn't be like a focal point person to expect the best from him and he was saying that that's one of the things that um he loves about Jada he said that Jada refuses to accept anything less than Will's best and that is his greatest motivator and she agreed like that's the same for me that we both want the want our partner to be the best them not the the best for me but the best you so I always want to see you do your best and I'm going to motivate you to do whatever that means you need to do to get there and that's dope because like I don't even know if I could be in a relationship now somebody can't tell me that right because <laughs> you know hashtag she's singles don't worry about it gonna be is mad uh empty right now um <laughs> so they were ta- saying though like they can talk for like in the mornings they talk for two hours like they always have great conversation and grammy was saying like those two even now can still talk for hours with each other and i'm like man i need that kind of life you know, I ain't trying to envy nothing because you never really know. There's some things you don't know and, you know, they just not talking about stuff and we ain't on um, part two. So I'm just saying, like, it just sounds good, right? So, because Will, so there was a time, so they're, they're, they're speaking about, there was a time when they went to a party and I, I believe I believe they went to a party, but wherever they were, the baby, their their child, Jaden, was on Will's lap. And there was stuff going on, people, you know, doing things, and Will and Jada were talking, and Will was saying something, and Jada was like, Will, shut the F up. Now, she used the word, I ain't gonna do it on y'all because y'all wasn't expecting it. This is a calm conversation, right? But she said, shut the F up. So Will said he grabbed a piece of paper, rolled it up, and bopped it on her head, and then was like, we need to go talk in another room. He said for him... It was too much because his son was there, like, you know, listening to this woman say curse words at him and um, he, you know, picking up the piece of paper and automatically popping her on her head. Now, Jade is talking about when she walking into the room, she's still in her head like, I know he did not hit me 
on my head. Who said what? What happened where? Why? How? Why? What? So when they get into the room, Will says to her, I grew up in an abusive household. It was a household where I would see my dad punch and slap my mom in the face. So he said to Jada, I can't live in a space with profanity and violence. Like that's not the home that I can deal with. So he told her, if you feel like you need to speak to me that way, we can't be together. And Jada was like, oh, okay, I hear you, whatever, but you're not going to be hitting me on my MFing head. And Will's like, I literally just told you I can't do that. You got to go. And Jada was looking at him like, excuse me, excuse you, who said what? What happened? Because we still ain't addressed you hit me on my head. And Will's like, I can't do this. Like, if you're going to talk to me like that, I'm not going to be able to do this. You're going to have to go. Get out. Leave now. And that's when they decided in that moment because Jada was like, you really going to break up with me over some words? And Will was like, yes, like, I'm not going to do it. I can't. Like, I don't want to live in that house that my parents had built. Like, I'm not doing that. And so this is when we come back to, I'm bringing back up, the 20 years before they used profanity or raised their voices. And that's when they, that's why they decided to take the communication courses and everything. And they learned that you needed to figure out what you're angry about before you speak to each other. Okay, so this is something that we need to learn. Like, I I don't know if they practice this all the time because, you know, this is ideal. And I'm not telling anybody here to that it ha- you have to, like, implement this today and that it's going to always work. But this is great communication skills here. So if you guys aren't taking notes, you might want to jot down where we at in the time frame here on this thing so you can come back to it because this is the good stuff, all right? One thing is, is that you have to go, you have to go away from the situation to figure out what you're angry about. Because if not, and we've all been here, you'll start arguing about things, one, from the past that don't got nothing to do with this argument we having today. Two, you'll start arguing about stuff that don't have, is not really what you mad about. You start arguing about how, how somebody says something and then you into the ah, 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 and nothing gets resolved and y'all mad for another good couple of weeks. And then when you get into another argument, you bring this thing back up too, right? So they said something that was great. And this is one of those things that I think people don't understand too. You can apologize a thousand times, y'all, but you can't never go back. Like, you can't get it back. It don't erase. It doesn't erase from your heart. It doesn't erase from your emotions. It doesn't erase from your mind. You still lock that away. And so when somebody does something to you, even though they apologize for it, it does change things in a relationship. It doesn't even have to be like the big stuff like cheating and, you know, putting hands on people. It can be smaller things that will still affect somebody. And so you have to understand and be very mindful about what you are doing when you're in relationship. Because a lot of times people say it's easier easier to apologize later than to ask before. But in relationship, it don't work that way. And we all know that. Okay, so what they were saying was they learned that 
when things were happening that were setting them to anger mode or getting ready to be hashtag team petty or any of those things, they learned to say, um, I can't be loving. I can't be kind. Let me go so I can come back to you in a way you deserve. I was like, it brought a tear. Let me tell you. <laughs> it brought a tear because I was like, I need to communicate this way. Thank you for bringing these words to me. Now, I don't find myself in, in many spaces where I am ready to have arguments with people. But again, you know, hashtag she's single, so I don't know. But I think that this is one of those things that is great to try to implement into your relationship. And also, like, guys, if you're in a relationship where people can't respect you saying, right now, at this moment, I can't be kind and loving to you with my words and or actions. If Let me just say this. If your actions aren't set to be kind and loving you really need to evaluate some stuff but like I understand words sometimes we get into arguments and we want to say things or we do say things that we don't mean and and again we can't take them back after we said them and we feel bad about them and so when you know this about yourself if you can get to places in your relationship where you can actually say to people right now I can't be kind of loving to you I'm gonna need to like go ahead and spend some time with me so that I could come back to you in a way that you deserve and then you can have a conversation okay this is why I was upset and this is what like let's address it it doesn't mean that it disappears it means that you don't speak about it in your anger okay um but Jada said there are also times when we just be like I'm gonna have to leave before I knock you the hell out right because I'm in a mood and that's that works too as long as we know but let me tell y'all this Taking a moment because you mad don't mean you supposed to go cheating on nobody. It don't mean go pick up somebody at the club, bar, strip club, the street, grocery store, Sam's Club, whatever. It means that you figure out why you're angry and what you're angry about so that you can speak about it in the very near future. Okay? So, then... Will said that there was a point in their relationship when Jada cried for 45 days straight. He said he kept a diary of like every day that she cried and everything. And at the, he was like, it was like every morning she just cried and cried and cried and cried. And he was kind of like, I don't understand because he had just built this house. Um, he had this house built for, for, um, he, for Jada and, um, he called it her lake and he was just kind of like, this is like, I built, I'm building this house for you. Like, you're crying every day. I don't understand. And so finally, at some point, he's saying to her, like, look, what are you so unhappy for? I just built a house for you. And Jada was like, no, you didn't. You built that house for you. And he said he was sitting there like, oh, another one of them gut punches. And he was just like, what do you mean? And, and, and they had to realize that he, his ego was telling him that it was for Jada, but it really was for him because he built a picture of what he wanted to present because you guys know Will Smith has supposed to be like this clean guy and he's like the fun guy and he's like entertaining and their their marriage is supposed to be like great and wonderful and Will was saying like, you know, there was a point where the Karate Kid who was um, 
the star, their their son Jaden was the star of, and then that song with my hair back and forth, which Willow had put out, and then Jada was in that show Hawthorne, and Will and Jada were able to interview Barack Obama when he won the Nobel Peace Prize, and all of that stuff had happened within six months of within a six month time span so he was like our family was winning like they we was killing it out here in these streets okay um so (laughs) he was saying like the picture looked great outside like that's what everybody you know what everybody wanted to see from us they we were giving them like we was killing the family thing and so he was trying to create this this whole persona he had forgot to ask Jada if she was on board And so Jada was saying that, you know, she had sacrificed herself to fit Will's picture. But Will had never changed anything about himself to make the pitch, to create the picture, right? He was just like, everything he wanted to do, Jada would be like, okay, I'm with it. Okay, like I want to, like I got you. Let's do this, let's do that, whatever. And at this point, this was a time when, um, right before she had gotten the show, she was just at home. There was a time when she was at home. Okay, not right before she got the show. But there was a time when Jada was at home and she was just raising kids and she wasn't doing anything other than raising the kids. And I'm not saying that raising at home and raising your kids is doing nothing because I did it. And it is a tough job. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is is that Will was out with the world and Jada was at home with these kids and Will didn't understand the sacrifice that she had made to create this family that Will wanted and then he didn't have to be home to nurture it, okay? Which then created a resentment and sadness and all of this because he forgot to ask her along the way, are you still down with the vision of this family? Do we see the family in the same way? Are we doing all these things? This ego, so my ego just needs all these things and it was not working. Um, Jada said that she was feeling trapped in a life that she didn't build and also didn't want. And it was hard to talk to people because you don't know who else feels like they're in a life that they didn't build. Everything that was happening with the Smiths were things that Will was creating and then she would just like go along. But she wasn't being asked about the house. She said even the house. Like she would tell Will like I think it's too big. I don't think we need this. I don't want that. I really would like to have this. And Will would be like no it's big. Like it's great. Uh uh uh. And he really wasn't paying attention to her wants and needs because he said he didn't really understand at that point. And that was early on because, like I said, that was when the kids were little. And um, he was saying at that point he really didn't understand how to truly connect with Jada or with anybody, really. So, which is probably why his marriage didn't work out because he never really had a connection with his wife, his first wife, I mean. And so, you know, that's was one of those things he had to understand and Jada said that she felt like she accepted a lot of what Will was saying out of fear fear of um, going against what he wanted fear of then possibly losing him fear of you know giving up a great life that everybody else you know wanted the fear of giving up a man that everybody else wanted feeling like she she may you know 
maybe she didn't know what was best for, you know, a family life. Maybe she didn't know what that, what that looked like. And so, uh, she just went along with the plan. And then Will said that there was a day when Willow was about nine and he said, I'll never forget it. Willow, we were in the kitchen and having conversation and Willow touched my face and kept saying, you're, it's so sad. It is so sad. And finally, she said, Mommy, isn't Daddy so sad? And she was like, why is he sad? And Willow was like, Daddy has a picture of a family in his mind, and it ain't us. And I was like, come on, baby, you better say it. Because there's a lot of times, y'all, when, like, (laughs) we got, like, a a picture in our heads of our relationship and it's not really the one we in and and because we have this picture of it we don't um we don't take time to really look and see if what we what we picture is exactly what we we have um that that happens a lot I feel like and like even with like our kids, we think we, we have this picture of who our kids are going to be and what they're going to do and all these things. And we just drive and drive and drive towards that thing. And then our kids turn like 18 and they like, nah, bro, I'm not doing none of those things. Those are your plans, not my plans. And then y'all buck kids. And a lot of times that is because you keep on trying to make them live your dreams for them without asking them about their dreams for them. And sometimes that happens in relationships too we keep on trying to make our our partner be who we want them to be instead of trying to really realize if they are that thing and if they aren't that thing do they want to become that thing because maybe they don't and maybe this relationship has is a seasonal thing and it has come to an end and we don't do that I feel like a lot of times like especially with marriages people just feel like you could say any other relationship can be seasonal but when it's time for marriage that thing got to be for the long haul and there's so many things that happen in life that make us not be able to carry everybody with us everywhere we go right so I just feel like you know we have to do a lot more searching and communicating and understanding I learned that the other day like communication is very good but mutual understanding is even better because it doesn't matter how much you speak to someone unless we both have an understanding of what I'm saying those words don't mean much Mm, I hope y'all wrote that down too because that was a good one. Anyway, guys, we didn't come to the to the end of this episode. Like I said, this is a part, a two-parter. So we will be back um, next week with the second half of the Red Table Talks. Don't forget that's on Facebook. It comes out every Monday. So you guys can watch that if you want to. And if you haven't seen this one, feel free to go ahead on there and get your own feels because, I mean, I know I gave you a great review of it and this is a wonderful conversation but you may there may be some tidbits I didn't catch and you might want to get them for yourself don't forget to tell your friends that you know I'm here and invite somebody bring them along 
everybody bring a friend along. That's great. I love it. Uh, I really appreciate it. Shout out to all of you who do that already. Share this. Go ahead and like take it. You can hit that button. There's a little button where you can share the episodes like on Twitter and Facebook and they'll go up on y'all stuff. And if you want me to see anything that you want to say that you've learned on here, you can go ahead on and hit the hashtag just saying podcast and I'll find you out there. I love it. Thank you guys. Remember, you don't have to take anything I say as fact. After all, I'm just saying.